0: Greetings and welcome to Sojourn of Souls. Here at Sojourn of Souls, we want to extend a heartfelt welcome to everyone throughout the world. We are delighted to count all of you as part of our company as we trek together in this world so we can live eternally with God in the next. Just a reminder, if you find that traveling with us is useful, we encourage you to follow us and share our podcast, Sojourn of Souls, with your friends and family. You are our only sales force, so don't be shy about spreading the word. Hi, I'm Deacon Tim Vaughn, and in this episode, I'm going to talk about angels. We have a lot of questions about angels, if we just think about it. Pope St. Pius X, one of my top five favorite popes, once said, if angels could envy, they would envy us about Holy Communion. So with that thought, let us begin was something that we all know about. The Our Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil amen in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen now angels we all know about angels we've heard about them since we were little But first, what are angels and when were they created? Most of us don't really know either. God created angels, of course we know that, but God created angels for his own glory and service as well as for their own happiness. Scripture attests that angels not only praise God but they also serve him. In heaven, as on earth, the angels are the first of God's servants. Messenger is the most common name that we give to his heavenly servants, but the title is obviously taken from the most frequent and best known duty of the angels, that as acting of God's messengers to men. We read in the Catechism, paragraphs number, 328 to 330 it clearly affirms the existence of the spiritual non-corporal beings that sacred scripture usually call angels is the truth of faith the witnesses of scripture is clear as the humanity of tradition with their whole being the angels are servants and messengers of god as purely spiritual creatures Angels have intelligence and will. They are personal and immoral creatures, surpassing in perfection all visible creatures, as the splendor of their glory pair's witness. When did angels then come into being? That's a good question. One of the most plausible theories, and one that I really like, claims that all the angels were created on the first day of creation. And the fall of Satan occurred when God separated the light from the dark. St. Augustine explains part of this theory in The City of God when God said, Let there be light, and there was light. If we are justified in understanding in this light the creation of angels, then certainly they were created partakers of the eternal light Which is the unchangeable wisdom of God, by which all things were made, and whom we call the only begotten Son of God, so which they, being illuminated by the light that created them, might themselves become light and be called day, in participation of that unchangeable light and day, which is the word of God, by whom both themselves and all else were made." This appears to make logical sense, as the sun and moon were not created until the fourth day. Regardless of which day the angels were made, the Catechism affirms that angels have been present since creation throughout the history of salvation. They remain active in the world today and continue to affect our lives even though we may never see them with our eyes. Nevertheless, We believe that Almighty God created the angels before the rest of creation. At some point, some of the angels, led by Lucifer, did rebel against God. These angels made a free choice, radically and irrevocably, rejecting God and his rule. This event is mentioned a bit briefly in several passages, passages in the New Testament. In the first book of Peter, chapter 2, verse 3, he wrote Did God spare even the angels who sin? He did not. He held them captive in Tartarus or hell, consigned them to the pits of darkness to be guarded until judgment. And also in the letter to St. Jude, 6. In chapter 6, verse 7, he said, There were angels too who did not keep their own domain, who deserted their dwelling place. These the Lord kept in perpetual bondage, shrouded in murky darkness against the judgment of the great day. Sodom, Gomorrah, and the great towns thereabouts indulged in lust just as those angels did. They practiced unnatural vice. They were set before us to dissuade us as they undergo punishment of eternal fire. When Jesus spoke of the Last Judgment and the need to serve the least of our brethren, he said to the unrighteous in Matthew 25:41, Get out of my sight, you condemned, so that the everlasting fire prepare for the devil and his angels. Always remember that these fallen angels, the devil and demons, had been created good, but by their own free will, chose sin and turned away from God. As we read in the fourth letter in Council, the devil and the other demons were indeed created naturally good by God, but they became evil by their own doing. And, and, You read in Revelation chapter twelve, verses seven through nine. Now a war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, but they were defeated, and there is no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, the ancient serpent serpent who is called the devil and satan the deceiver of the whole world he was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him even with the presence of our own angels the demons are constantly attacking even the holiest of humans there are many stories of saints being attacked by demons And I'm going to tell you stories about a couple of them. St. John Vianney, as many of you know, is one of my favorite saints. There are three podcasts about him. Once said, the demon is very cunning, but he's not very strong. Making a sign of cross puts him to flight. St. John Vianney had harassment, especially at Night. The demons made an obnoxious variety of sounds and disturbances to prevent him from getting his rest. They mocked him, and God called him derogatory names, and this was just to be. His sleep was frequently interrupted by the devil, who assaulted him with deafening noises, insults, and physical attacks, and once even setting his bed on fire. But Satan himself admitted that the Blessed Virgin Mary protected the holy priest and he was powerless over her. The devil took note of all of this and told him, if there were three such priests as you, my kingdom would be finished. Another saint, Saint Catherine of Siena, became so accustomed to the devil's assaults that she gave him a nickname, Pickpocket, because he tried to snatch souls. Now, enough about bad angels. Now, what do we think when we hear the word angels? You might think about that nice little greeting card where we see two children crossing a bridge and this beautiful angel following them. It is so peaceful, so serene a scene. But is that what it's all about? no of course not that's only a small part of it the generic name angel does not reveal anything about the real nature of these celestial beings besides the fact they are occasionally sent on a mission as messengers for god because only on such occasions in such a quality they make themselves visible to men that they have been given the name of messengers the most common duty and office they have for God's children on earth. Angels, of course, are pure spirits without bodies, whereas men are both spirits, which are our souls, and our bodies we have on earth. Yet the angels themselves had taken bodily form, as St. Raphael in Tobit 5:18, 18, and at the sepulcher of our Lord after the resurrection. When the angels are formed as a young man, and the same in the case of our Lord's Ascension, in both Mark 16.5 and Acts 1.10. Now, a little bit of fiction and fact, as I've found on EWTN's website. And we'll go through two of them. Fiction. When humans, especially young children, die and go to heaven, they become angels. Fact. That's a popular idea and oftentimes a comforting one for grieving families, but no. Angels and humans are separate yet different beings. Angels are 100% spirits. Humans are both spirit, as I said, soul and body. The human soul is immortal and his body dies. When the soul leaves the body of death, it is not transformed somehow into an angel. Rather, the soul has gone to heaven and enjoyed God's presence with the angels and joins with the angels and other human souls in praising God. This is the image the church presents. In the liturgy for the Catholic funeral, you may pray that the angels lead you into paradise. Second, Fiction. Every human male gets a male guardian angel to help him on earth, and every female gets, gets a female guardian angel. Fact, there are two separate issues here. First, are the guardian angels? Second, do they have separate genders? Yes, throughout our lives, God's angels, there are offered care and intercession. It was St. Basil the Great, who died in 379 A.D., that said, Beside each believer stands an angel as protector and shepherd leading leading him to life. The guardian angels, of course, is something that we're going to talk about in our next episode. But there's no male-female assignment. Angels have no bodies, remember? They are not made male or female. They are purely spiritual beings. So the church teaches that the belief in angels is an essential element of Christian faith. Angels truly personal spiritual beings and have been revealed to us by God to increase our faith. The catechism directs our attention to the ways in which our knowledge of angels increases our faith in God. Angels glorify God without ceasing, as it states in the Catechism, paragraph 350, angels are spiritual creatures creatures who glorify God without ceasing and who serve as saving plans for other creatures. As St. Thomas Aquinas stated, that angels work together for the benefit of all. There is so much more to learn about angels, and we've only scratched the surface in this episode. Our next episode, we're going to cover the nine choirs of angels, and we'll learn so much more about angels in this next episode what they do, what the different choirs represent, and we'll learn so much more about guardian angels, the archangels, dominions, thrones, etc. So, in the meantime, and it's a blessed week or so until I finish the next episode. So let us finish with the guardian angel prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be at my side, the light, the guard, the rule, and guide. So until we meet again, May the Lord bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And remember, wide is the road to destruction. So we remind you to stay on the path, and we ask that St. Raphael, the archangel of travelers, God speeds you on your sojourn.